Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome to our Sunday morning Bible class. We're podcasting a Bible study every Sunday morning, posted at 9.30 a.m. local time here in Omaha for those who cannot be with us in person at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. Now, for those in the area, the Omaha area, we encourage you to come and be with us uh, each Sunday morning at 9.30 for our Sunday morning Bible classes, 10.30 for our worship, and then we come back together on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock for another period of worship and Bible study. And then on Wednesday evenings, we come back at 6.30 each Wednesday evening for midweek Bible classes. Good time, middle of the week, to kind of stop and put our busy schedules aside and get our spiritual batteries recharged as we get into God's Word again. Now, we know that many people, and again, 3606 North 108th Street is the, is the location of our church building, 3606 North 108th Street. We know that a lot of people, though, even in our area, cannot be with us at those prescribed times due to health problems, physical handicaps, or maybe in a lot of cases, scheduling conflicts where they have to be at work or some other situation. But if you can be with us and you're in the Omaha area, we encourage you to come and do so. Check us out. Study God's Word with us. Worship God with us. Grow spiritually with us. Get to know us and let us get to know you. Now again, You're welcome to any and all of our services. For those also who listen in other parts of the country and literally around the world, we're thankful to be able to put God's Word out on such a widespread basis to teach it through the medium of the Internet. Wherever the Internet is accessible all around the world, these podcast Bible studies are going. And we're thankful to be able to be a part of that, to have the ability and the means and the opportunity to teach God's Word on such a widespread basis. We'd love to hear from you. And again, you can contact us through our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Click in the email link and you can contact us that way. Or you can phone us at 402-498-8397. Now, We want to encourage you to share these studies with everybody you can in your life. You may help somebody grow in their faith. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. You may help somebody come to God. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing that will be for them, but also for you. So share through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. And tell them to go to our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Click on the podcast button and sign up for our podcasting. It's free. It always will be free. We don't solicit donations or contributions or whatever some radio ministries call it or television ministries. We simply try to get God's word out there. We're not after people's wallets. We want to help as many people as we can get to heaven. So it always will be free. And when somebody signs up for our podcasting, they will receive our Sunday morning Bible class, our Wednesday night Bible class, all of our sermons, a daily Monday through Friday radio program called Search the Scriptures, and a short, about a 13-minute Bible study every single day, seven days a week, that we call Today's Bible Class. Now, 13 minutes, that 
normally we can work that into our busy schedules, but it keeps us in God's Word, keeps us focused on our spiritual uh, lives and upon our relationship with God, helps us to stay strong in our faith. So tell everybody you can, sign up for our podcasting at churchofchrist.com. Now we're going to get back into our study of the book of Deuteronomy. We've been working our way through the first five books of the Old Testament called the Pentateuch, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, all of them being recognized as being written for the most part by Moses and covering the period of history of early mankind up through the time of Noah's flood and then coming up to Abraham and then God God working through the bloodline of Abraham and his descendants to bring about the nation of Israel as they were in the land of Egypt. And while they were there about 400 or 450 years, as one Pharaoh passed and then another took his place and then another and so on, ultimately they grew into such a mighty population of people within the boundaries of the land of Egypt that eventually one Pharaoh he became concerned that they would become so powerful in number that they would join with one of Egypt's enemies and then help that enemy conquer the land of Egypt. And so he made them slaves, basically. And it was during this period of bondage that they were being abused and under such harsh subjection to the Egyptian government that they cried out to God for deliverance. And God sent Moses along with his brother Aaron, to lead them out of bondage in Egypt and to, ultimately, to the Promised Land. First, stopping at Mount Sinai, where God gave them the law, the Old Testament law of Moses, and then Moses leading them through a wilderness period of 40 years because of many of the people's weak faith, and then ultimately, to the promised land where God, which God had promised to them through their forefathers going all the way back to Abraham. That was the land of Canaan. And so here they are. They're on the eastern bank of the Jordan River, and Moses is not going to be allowed to go across the river and enter that land with them because of an incident of, well, arrogance back in the wilderness when he tried to take glory for himself, he and his brother Aaron, and God has already, Aaron has already died, but God forbade them to enter the promised land. And so Moses is taking this opportunity just before they cross over under the leadership of Joshua. He's reminding them of their history and also reminding them of the spiritual law that God had given them, giving, laying that out for them again in detail and also repeatedly warning them, maybe we should say admonishing them, to stay faithful to God through obedience to his teachings. We find that particular instruction over and over and over in the book of Deuteronomy. Now, when Moses finishes this rehearsing of their history that has led them up to this point, and how, how he is reassuring them that God's going to give you the victory when you cross over and the peoples in those various parts of the promised land are going to come against you in battle, God's going to give you victory if you just stay faithful to God, true to his word. And then 
God is going to take Moses. Moses is going to die. And God is going to take him and bury him someplace that nobody knew and nobody would ever know. I suspect that was because God did not want the burial site of Moses to become a place of worship for the Israelites. He did not want that burial site to become an icon, a religious icon. God is God. God is the one we are to worship. Not even some leader as great as was Moses. Moses was an instrument of God's design to bring about God's will for the people of Israel. He was not someone to be worshipped. Someone to be thankful for? Sure. But he was simply an instrument of God, and he served God, and he understood that basic reality. Moses knew he was not to be worshipped. God is the one we worship through Jesus Christ. Now, we come to Deuteronomy chapter 28, and, and I want to go back to verse 10 in, in verse 27, uh, chapter 27, and, and just again to reemphasize how Moses repeatedly, repeatedly tells the people just before they enter the promised land, they're going to have to fight a bunch of battles, but God's going to give them victory after victory after victory. He's going to give them that land. But Moses says, but you've got to stay faithful to God. And that's not just a belief. That's a belief that is put, that is put into action through obedience. You've got to stay faithful to God. Otherwise, God will remove you from that land. He will remove your independence in that land. God will bring judgment upon you. Now, in verse 10 of chapter 27, Moses said, Therefore, you shall obey the Lord your God and observe his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today. Now, let's go back to chapter, chapter 8 and verse 6 and notice what Moses had already said once before. Again, he says this over and over and over again. Therefore, you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to fear him. Verse 11 of chapter 8, beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgments, and his statutes, which I command you today. And here again in chapter 28, and he goes into detail here about this particular instruction, beginning with verse 1. Now it shall come to pass, if, now here's a big word, it's only two letters long, but it is huge in application. It shall come to pass, if, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully. Now notice that adverb, carefully, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Wow, what a mouthful is said in those two verses the first two verses, 
of Deuteronomy chapter 28. A lot of people, I think we could, we could uh, add to that a whole lot of people. They want God's blessings. They want God's forgiveness. They want salvation from God. They want eternal life. They want a home in heaven with God forever. But they do not want to have to be consistently obedient to his teachings. They do not want to have to live by God's word, by the Bible, by the scriptures. They want the blessings. They want the salvation. They want the eternal life. They want the home in heaven. But they don't want to have to submit to consistent daily obedience, dedication to God through living by his teachings. They want to do what they want to do. In fact, a whole lot of people want to be able to live worldly, sinful lifestyles and still get to heaven without living consistently by the teachings of God's word in faithful obedience. So what does Moses say here again? Beginning with verse 1, Deuteronomy chapter 28, it shall come to pass if you diligently, there's another one of those adverbs, for effect, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully, another adverb, again, for emphasis, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. How many blessings are people missing today from God because they do not obey his teachings. They do not live by his word. How many blessings are people missing? How many blessings will people miss in eternity? Remember what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7 and verses 21 through 23? Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. A whole lot of people, oh, they, they, they claim belief in Jesus. They'll, they'll call him Lord. They'll talk about how much they love him. But they do not live by, they do not follow faithfully and consistently the teachings of God's word. And so Jesus said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall be in heaven, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. That's the same basic message Moses was giving the Israelites back in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 1 and 2. But Jesus went on in verse 22, and he said, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, Jesus said, I never knew you. Depart from me. You who practice lawlessness. Huh. Now, it sounded like a pretty, pretty good line of credentials there in verse 22. 
Have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, done many wonders in your name? Jesus said, not only are you not with me, you never were with me. You practice lawlessness. Get away from me. Now, I think what we're looking at there is kind of a real summary kind of depiction of the final day of judgment. A whole lot of people are going to be consigned to hell eternally. A whole lot of people who claimed they had great faith in Jesus and did mighty works in his name and so on, but he said, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. Depart from me. Why? It goes back to verse 21. Only those who do the will of my Father in heaven will be with Jesus in heaven for all of eternity. Moses is trying to get across that same basic message. Obey the voice of the Lord your God. Observe his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today. If you diligently obey the, ver- the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Moses not only gives a simple instruction there, but he, <laughs> he emphasizes it repeatedly in those two verses of Scripture. You want God's blessings on an ongoing basis. Now, today in the Christian age, we would, we would even extend that. We want God's blessings for all of eternity. Moses says the same thing Jesus said. You have to consistently be obedient to God's teachings. The Hebrews writer, speaking of Jesus, spoke of him and said, though he were a son, God the Son, the Son of God, yet he learned obedience. He learned what? Jesus learned obedience through the things which he suffered. And being perfected or made perfect, he became the source of, all, of, of salvation to all those who obey him. Through Jesus, we can be saved, we can be redeemed, we can look forward with confidence to eternal life. But not by standing on the, way, on, on, on the sidelines. He learned obedience. He went through that process. And having been made perfect, he became the source or author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. And that's the same basic message that Moses continually tries to get across to the Israelites as they're getting ready to cross into the promised land and take possession Remember that big word, if, in verse 1 of chapter 28, Deuteronomy. If you diligently obey the voice of the Lord to observe carefully all his commandments. 
All these blessings shall come upon you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. And we move on to verse 3. And Moses begins to enumerate blessings that God will bestow upon the Israelites as a result of, because they would be continually obedient to his, his word. Blessed you shall be in the city. Blessed you shall be in the country. Blessed, you shall, blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. In other words, you're going to have food, plenty of food. Blessed you shall be when you come in and blessed you shall be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies to rise against you to be defeated before your face. He's going to give them victory over their enemies. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. In other words, a military rout of their enemies. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand, and he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. It's going to be a fruitful land for them, a prosperous land, a land of blessings. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself. And today in the Christian age, the church, true Christians, are to be the holy people of God. Just as he has sworn to you, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, he throws this condition in again here. And God's continual blessings upon his people have always been conditioned upon their consistent faithful obedience to his teachings. And so here again, the Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, just as he has sworn to you, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. But now, if the Israelites, and if we today do not stay consistently faithful to his, through his teachings, do not consistently stay obedient to his word, then God can withdraw those blessings can withdraw our salvation. Verse 10, then all the peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord will grant you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, and in the produce of your ground, in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open to you his good treasure the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season, and to bless all the work of your, of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. You don't need to borrow. You'll have plenty for yourself. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail, and shall be above only, or you shall be above only and not beneath. Here's that big word again, though. If, if you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful, and there's that word again, careful, to observe them, so you shall not turn aside from any of the words which I command you to th this day, to the right or the left, to go after other gods to serve them. 
the re-emphasis and re-emphasis of if you stay faithful to my teachings, if you heed the commandments, if you obey my, my words. And here he puts it another way. So you shall not turn aside from any of the words, either to the right or the left. In other words, you stay on the pathway of truth. Going back to Matthew chapter 7 again, verses 13 and 14, Jesus said to enter in by the straight gate. For straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leads to life. The pathway of truth, of God's truth, is narrow and straight. It leads to eternal life in heaven. But Jesus contrasts that with that broad way that leads to destruction, eternal condemnation in hell. And it's interesting that what Moses is emphasizing and reemphasizing here about staying true to the word of God, and really interesting that he says you don't depart from it either to the right or the left. In other words, stay on the pathway of God's truth. Very similar to what we read in the closing verses of the Revelation. Revelation chapter 22, verses 18 and 19. John wrote, For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to these things, if anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, takes away anything from God's teachings, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. In another way of expression, John is saying exactly what Moses said. You shall not add to or take from. You shall not depart from that pathway of God's truth either to the right or to the left, but stay directly on that pathway. Stay true to God's word on a consistent, continual basis. Blessings will be yours if you follow God's word faithfully and obediently. But if you do not, then God can remove the blessings from you. And the worst judgment would be eternal condemnation in hell. Israel was going to learn an, inval an invaluable lesson down the road because they would ultimately disobey Moses' warnings here, his instructions, and God would bring catastrophic judgment upon them, just as he warned he would. Now, we're going to pick up with verse 15 next time, and we're going to look at the other side of the ledger. So, verses 1 through 14 in Deuteronomy chapter 28 talk about the blessings God would bestow upon the Israelites if they stayed faithful to him through obedience to his word. Now, beginning with verse 15, Moses is going to communicate to them the judgment that God will bring upon them if they disobey his teachings. The same principles we need to pay attention to today. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word to guide us in your will, to guide us in truth, your truth, and ultimately your word to guide us to that eternal home with you in heaven. 
help us to open our eyes, to open our hearts to this realization and to embrace it, Father, and to live faithfully and obediently with you. You offer us the greatest of all blessings through Jesus Christ. Help us to not be deceived and led astray by the devil, but to come to you and to live faithfully and obediently, consistently before you all of our days on this earth so we can look forward to an eternal home in your presence in heaven. Praise, glory, honor, and thanks be to you, Father. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.